You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And coming up on today's show, we got a Big 12, Pac-12 meeting to talk about. We've got the Sooners' biggest question marks heading into fall camp. And Trey Young got his payday. But first, let me talk to you about the Locked On Big 12 podcast hosted by my man, Josh Neighbors. You heard Josh on the show last week giving us a rundown of his thoughts on the Oklahoma Sooners and Texas Longhorns move to the SEC. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast for all of the insight into Big 12 play as we get ready for the 2021 college football season over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Big 12 and the Pac-12 got together yesterday to meet and discuss a potential merger and or a potential scheduling alliance. Now, the Big 12 is scrambling a little bit with the losses of Oklahoma and Texas as they get ready to move to the SEC in the next couple of years. It leaves the other eight teams wondering what their future holds. There's already been, there have been reports circulating about pretty much every team going to several different conferences. The Pac-12 being a very popular destination for many of the Big 12 schools. Schools like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State would make really good fits, although it is pretty far from there for a school like West Virginia, it may not make as much sense because that's traveling completely across the country, not just for football that's once a week, but for several games. Like what if you're playing baseball and you play a series out in LA against USC and you have to travel back home to play a series in Morgantown. It's one of those things that doesn't make much sense. Now there's going to be a question about how much sense does it make for the, for the Pac-12 to bring on all eight teams from the Big 12. But if they don't want to get left in left behind in conference realignment and conference expansion, they're going to have to look to do something. Now, the brands that they'd be bringing in aren't nearly as big as Oklahoma and Texas. And even in the last realignment cycle, when they were looking at bringing in Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, that would have been a much better package for the Pac-12. It didn't come to fruition. Oklahoma and Texas are now on their way to the SEC. And so it just kind of leaves you wondering, what does the Pac-12 do with this? What do they think about this? I mean, I could see bringing in teams like Texas Tech because that gives you a footprint into the state of Texas. That gets your teams on TV in Texas on a regular basis, much like it does for Oklahoma playing in Florida. You know, there'll be regional matchups in Florida in the Southeastern Conference, as opposed to now where they don't may not get on TV very much in Florida because of the regional broadcast agreements. A team like Oklahoma State can make a little bit of sense. They're a team that's really, really good in softball, really good in basketball, pretty solid in football, great in wrestling. But I just wonder if the distance would be prohibitive for Oklahoma state. Uh, then you'd look at like a, then you look at teams like Kansas state. It's just hard to get excited about any of these teams. Really. If you're the PAC 12, I think, and that kind of sucks for the big 12 and the, the remaining eight, but what do they do at this point? I mean, it's a situation where they're going to have to find a new home because the big 12 just isn't going to be as marketable as it once was. 
not every conference is going to want to bring on all eight members in conjunction. I think it's going to be one of those situations where they'll take on maybe four teams because there's going to be teams that aren't going to be as valuable. West Virginia is probably going to want to look to stay at least out East, whether it's the big 10, because we see Maryland is now in the big 10 or the ACC or shoot, maybe they try and talk themselves into the SEC, but an ACC realignment for West Virginia seems to make the most sense. Kansas probably ends up in the big 10 Iowa state probably ends up in the big 10. And so then it, becomes a question for what do the rest of the big 12 teams do and where do they end up? You know, your TCU, your Baylor, I think they're going to really struggle to find a home. TCU just got into the big 12 in the last decade and now they're having to find a new home. Baylor is kind of a PR nightmare. Yeah. They just won the national basketball championship, but it's not long. It's not been very long since their big scandal just a few years back. And I think that's still going to be on the, the forefront of many people's minds. Uh, sure, a program can change and they've changed leadership, but that stain is still there. That stuff, it just follows you. Texas Tech is going to be an interesting one to follow as well. I think overall, they probably feel more like a Big Ten fit, but I think geographic, geographically, they're probably a better Big 12 fit or a Pac-12 fit. And Colorado is just right there. Uh, Arizona is just a couple states away. and being out West, like they are in Lubbock, Texas, it doesn't take as much to get them to the PAC 12 as it might a team like Oklahoma state who's, you know, central Eastern part of Oklahoma. And so, yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see how college football realignment continues to take shape. To me, it's one of the more fascinating things. I likened it to like NFL free agency. Like we're seeing all these different teams that could potentially be on the move. I mean, there've been unsubstantiated reports of like, Ohio State interested in the SEC or Florida State and Clemson being interested in the SEC, Kansas being interested in the Big Ten. And so there's there's no telling where this ends up. I think some people have speculated that you might see one big like 20-team super conference that has all the major powers or it ends up similar to the NFL where you have like one 32-team league that's even separated from the NCAA. And so with this conference realignment stuff isn't going away anytime soon. You know, there'll be continued reports and continued updates on what these teams and what these schools are looking to do, because it'd be very surprising if athletic directors and presidents from the remaining eight big 12 schools aren't at least making exploratory calls to the commissioners from other conferences to figure out what they're going to do because they don't want to be left hanging either they see the writing on the wall with the big 12 and they know that that writing is not a very clear or very positive future for these schools. And so coming up next, we're going to start talking about Oklahoma Sooners fall camp. It's going to be opening this week. Have a couple of questions, one on the offensive side of the football, one on the defensive side of the football that we want to bring to your attention, things that we're looking for in fall camp and questions that have to be answered before the Oklahoma Sooners open up against Tulane on September 4th. And we'll do that here on the Locked on Sooners podcast. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and we are a month away from the opening of the Oklahoma Sooners college football season. You can track all the action at Bet Online, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and NFL football as well. 
Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On. That's BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. And as the Oklahoma Sooners get ready to open fall camp this week, getting prepped for the 2021 college football season and what looks to be a 2021 national championship run. The Oklahoma Sooners have several questions as they get ready to take the field for their fall camp. Let's start on the offensive side of the football. I think their wide receiver depth is going to be really, really good. You have Marvin Mims at the top, Theo Weiss, Jaden Hazelwood, Mike Woods. What's interesting to me is how much will Mario Williams play? Uh, True freshman coming in. We've seen Lincoln Riley be unafraid to give some true freshman looks and burn red shirts early because, I mean, think about the the way college football works now. Most players will only stick around through their third year. Or they'll, they'll, and really, all they really need is to put one good year on tape for NFL scouts to be able to get drafted. Ramondre Stevenson had one good season where he was kind of the lead ball carrier for the Oklahoma Sooners, and he got drafted. Uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, or Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts had one good season uh, at quarterback for the Sooners and were both top 50 picks. Murray was a number one overall pick. And so really in the state of college football anymore, you just need one good season and you could potentially find yourself you know, as a top 100 pick in the NFL draft. And so I'd be really curious to see how much Mario Williams figures into the wide receiver rotation. He's got a lot of talent. He displayed that during the spring game. I'm also interested to see how they break out the, the or break down the snaps between Jaden Hazelwood and Mike Woods. They both do something a little bit different. Mike Woods is more of a downfield threat. Jaden Hazelwood's athleticism makes him a, a threat down over the middle of the field and kind of down the seam. Uh, he's a guy that's going to be able to win in several areas. Uh, we know that Marvin Mims is going to be playing a lot out of the slot this year, which I think is going to fit him really, really well. Theo Weiss is going to be, I think, another dynamic player. He's probably one of the more underrated players on the team just his ability to, to get open. He's a really good route runner. And so I think that's going to help him a lot, but yeah, I think I don't really have any questions on at wide receiver so much as just curious how they're going to deploy these guys on the offensive side of the football. My biggest question mark right now, has to be along the offensive line. We still have a center battle going on with Andrew Rame and Robert Conjol and Chris Murray. Currently Rame is the leader in the clubhouse heading into camp for the position, but it's still uncertain as to who's going to kind of be the, the starter. And we know that Lincoln Riley is going to let these guys continue to compete as long as he can until he has to actually name one. Obviously that continuity with Spencer Rattler is going to be key understanding how his offense works and communicating the, the calls, the signals to the rest of the offensive line is going to be huge for whoever wins that battle. And so far it looks like it's going to be rain. All projections think it's going to be Andrew rain. That's going to be starting at center for the Sooners. But I, I wouldn't surprise also to see somebody step up in camp and give him a run and potentially overtake him. It's just, you know, that's kind of how competition works sometimes. You know, the guy that is the leader in the spring may not maintain that leader role into the into the summer. And so it, I think, again, it's probably going to be Andrew Rain, but don't be surprised if a guy like Chris Murray or Robert Codrell uh, takes that position from Rain. That's what competition's all about, right? Right. So let's flip over to the defensive side of the football. 
over at Pro Football Focus, they mentioned that secondary, the cornerbacks especially, are question marks for the Sooners. And while you know we're seeing DJ Graham, Woody Washington take over as the starters, the full-time starters on the outside for the Sooners, I have less questions, honestly, about them this year than I did even last year. I think going into last year, even though you had some experience in, you know, Buki and Trey Norwood, Trey Brown in the secondary, I don't know, just because of, because you did have experience and you'd seen these guys a lot, I think you'd never really felt great about what they were going to be able to do for the Sooners just because you've seen enough of them, right? Their experience was experience and and that's valuable, but in those experiences, they didn't play particularly well. Now, they were better in 2020 when they got a really good pass rush from Nick Bonito, Ronnie Perkins, Isaiah Thomas, but there were still times where they struggled, especially with guys with size, but Woody Washington and DJ Graham, I think are going to be guys that are playmakers on the outside. They're not going to struggle with size near as much. And they're going to be guys that are going to not be necessarily locked down corners, but they're going to make it really, really difficult for opposing wide receivers and opposing quarterbacks to complete passes to their parts of the field. Now think about this. If DJ Graham and Woody Washington could become cornerbacks that hold, you know, opposing quarterbacks, like a 50% completion percentage, they're not going to have many other places to go with the football because you're not going to want to throw over the middle of the field a lot because that's the danger zone. And you're not going to have enough time to attack the Sooners downfield because of the pass rush. That gets me pretty excited. If Woody Washington and DJ Graham are able to take the next steps into becoming great to elite cornerbacks for the Oklahoma Sooners, that's a game changer. It really is. I think they're good cornerbacks right now. I think right now, heading into the 2021 fall camp, heading into the 2021 season, DJ Graham, Woody Washington, they're good corners. What Oklahoma needs them to become is great corners. They're going to need them to be great when they get into playing against Iowa State, against Texas, when they're playing in the college football playoff. Hopefully that's where they end up, but they need those guys to be great. I think the depth and the experience that you have at linebacker, at safety, at along the defensive line is going to help that defense really gel well. And I, I really don't have many questions about the outside corners. I'll be curious to see who ends up being that slot, that nickel corner for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Brianna Dix over at Sooners Wire projected it's going to be Jeremiah Cradell. Looks like all signs are pointing to that. But again, competition in camp could create new options for the Sooners in the slot. They've got some really interesting options for them, especially younger guys that haven't really played much. And so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I mean, a guy like Key Lawrence could figure into some slot work at times, depending on who's there. I think he could be a really interesting matchup piece if they use a big slot at times where if uh, you know the Iowa State is uh, flexing out one of their tight ends into the slot, you could use Key Lawrence, a coverage guy on that. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. But as far as the outside corners, I have zero, very little questions about those two. I think those two are going to be really good, and I think they're going to ascend into greatness in 2021. Now, I might be overhyping a little bit, but fall camp is just around the corner. It's starting in the next couple of days. So it's it's time to get hyped, right? Like we're 31 days from the start of college football season on September 4th. It's time to get hyped, right? And I hope you'll continue to get hyped with me here on the Lockdown Sooners podcast. Uh, we'll continue to break down and, and get you ready for the 2021 season. We'll have reports from camp as that plays out as well. But yeah, Andrew Rain probably going to be the starter, but still there's going to be some competition there. I'm curious about what's going to happen 
at wide receiver, how they're going to break the snaps down, who's going to get to play in which situations. Uh, that's going to be something I'll be looking to watch. One, I just love to watch wide receiver play. That's one of my favorite things to watch uh, because those guys are so, so slick with their route running and their ability to set up defenders with feints and false steps and uh, just head, just head fakes. It's, it's really fascinating to me. I feel like there's so much art that goes into running routes to wide receiver. Oh, and the, and then they catch the ball and then they make spectacular plays catching the ball. Uh, and then on defense, yeah, it's, you know, slot cornerback who figures in there. Again, I don't have any questions about the cornerback position in particular. I think they're going to be good players, especially with the pass rush that Oklahoma is going to be able to generate in 2021. Well, coming up next, let's talk about Trey Young. He got himself paid getting that max contract from the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about that next on Locked on Sooners podcast. But first, let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I've been eating it myself for 11 months. Everybody I talk to, I tell them, you got to try Built Bar. I'll eat it at work and people will walk by my desk and they'll be like, man, what are you eating? That looks really, really good. It's because it doesn't look like a protein bar. Like you open most protein bars and they just look like healthy food options, right? Well, Built Bar is healthy, but it doesn't look healthy. It's completely covered in chocolate. And it looks to me like the ones that I get, they look like they're little brownies. They're fantastic. They taste great. They're great for you. 17, 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, four or five net carbs, four or five grams of sugar. And they got nine amazing flavors. And all the time they're coming out with specialty flavors. Like right now, they've got the grasshopper cookie going on. You can get that at builtbar.com. Make sure you go to builtbar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order over at builtbar.com. And now I want to talk to you about Trey Young. Trey Young has agreed to a five year, $207 million designated rookie maximum extension. Whoo. Uh, the big Woj had a Woj bomb on the second. Um, yeah. Trey young getting his big payday had an absolutely fantastic postseason for the Atlanta Hawks this year was one of the biggest storylines and biggest stars in the playoffs for, for the, the Hawks last year, averaged 25.3 points, 3.9 rebounds and 9.4 assists. And there were times in the NBA playoffs where he looked like he was about to go like super Saiyan, just was playing out of his mind, had one of the best moments in the playoffs when he got left wide open, did a little shimmy shake, and then buried a three on their way to a blowout win over the Milwaukee Bucks. The Hawks were playing really, really well. They ran into a Bucks team that got better in that series and then ended up winning it and then won the whole NBA. Uh, but congrats to Trey Young, man. It's That's a really exciting deal. And, and it's huge for, for Oklahoma basketball. You know, We always talk about how the professional success of former Oklahoma Sooners impacts recruiting at the college level for Oklahoma. And this is just one of those things, you know, like just like Blake Griffin did, you know, a decade ago, this is going to be huge for Porter Mosher as he goes out to recruit and he can say, Hey, look, look at Trey young, look what he did here at Oklahoma. And then he was, you know, one of the top picks in the NBA draft. And now he's got a big max contract. You too, with the right work, with the right development, you too can end up in the NBA, you know, talking to the, the best players in the game at the high school level, he'll be able to point to him. Like, hey, we can, we can make you an NBA player here at Oklahoma. That is not outside the question. We've got a history of it. You're seeing it play out right now. And yeah, look at Trey Young. Trey Young's going to be the guy. I mean, he's one of the best young players in the NBA right now. There's always debates about him and Luka Doncic, which one's a better player. I don't think it matters. It's just a lot of fun that we've got great young stars to carry the NBA as 
players like LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, James Harden get older and kind of exit their primes a little bit to, to have a guy like Trey young, who's going to be able to continue to carry the banner, especially in a city like Atlanta that has not had a lot of success in the NBA, but they've got one of the bright young stars in the NBA. And so congratulations to Trey young. It's going to be fun to continue to watch him shooting threes and driving and dishing for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, to me, he's one of the, my favorite players to watch when I do sit down to watch an NBA game, which isn't often admittedly, but every time he's on, he's, he's kind of must see TV similar to the way, like, like Stephen Curry was a few years ago. And now I think like Trey Young's got a little more pure point guard to him than Curry did, but still a lot of fun to watch. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Uh, until tomorrow, when we're going to talk through ESPN's position U rankings that came out earlier this week and where Oklahoma landed on those rankings. But until tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer, Sooner. <laughs>